Okay, we need to know, take another look here at some of those big consumer earnings with Starbucks and Uber, where labor is a focal point for both. Let's bring in Doug Astrop joining us, managing partner, Exponential Investment Partners. Uh, Doug, let's start with Uber. Good morning. Good to have you here. Uh, Uber and Lyft both getting punished. Lyft a lot more. Uh, and uh, I guess the market telling us that if you're going to do ride hailing, ride sharing, you're going to need some other businesses to augment that. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, good to see you, Oliver. Um, yeah, we're, we're kind of surprised that both are being punished severely. We, we feel like Uber is in a very different spot than Lyft because, as you just alluded to, they have the delivery business, which really helps their revenue base be more diverse. They're also more global. They have uh, operations all over the world, pretty much, excluding China, where they've uh, owned a big stake in Didi there because they, they pulled out of that market and kind of turned it over to Didi. But uh, we, we felt like the, the Uber numbers were pretty good. I mean, their, their loss was a little higher than expected if you ignore the investments. The investments were a big write down on their, uh, on their numbers. And that, that's really, that's non-cash, that's not operational. That's just a mark to market phenomenon. And uh, we feel like they are very well positioned. They're global, they have the delivery business and uh, they're, they're a much uh, stronger player than Lyft. And so we, we think they're being unfairly punished along with Lyft, uh, despite posting pretty good numbers, pretty much in line. Uh, looks like they'll be profitable next year probably, and they will have good cash flow this year. And for the first time, their, uh, their mobility revenue exceeded delivery which mm. they've really been relying on the delivery during the pandemic. And so we feel like that page has turned and the uh, mobility is really starting to take the lead again, which is great. So we, we thought it was a good quarter and uh, this is a great buying opportunity. What's interesting is uh, how everything's all wrapped up uh, in itself now, where because of that DD uh, uh, loss and uh, 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 general mobility uh, peers in Asia uh, being a re uh, part of the reason for uh, that loss on the bottom line. I mean, it still is like, uh, can we dismiss that? I mean, it's a similar business elsewhere. <laughs> it's also struggling a lot. Uh, so, I mean, it's separate, but is it that different? I mean, I know it's not their business, but you know, they have the mobility gross bookings above 2019. They still lost money because they're invested in a business just like theirs. It's also losing money. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're still, they're not make they're not turning a net profit. There's no net income at, at, at Uber. And uh, that probably won't be the case until next year, but they are, they are flowing free cash and, uh, looks like they have a pretty strong business. Um, you know, I think, you know, the, their investments, that's gonna be a, a moving target that every quarter can go up and down. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in the US, they're doing great. And in, especially in New York, it's particularly strong market. And they're gonna be adding the, the some of the taxi cab bookings as well there, which will be interesting to see mm -hmm. how that plays out kind of a, an, an interesting way to sort of uh, address your competition by totally. 
taking a cut a cut of their bookings. So uh, we thought it was a strong quarter. I mean, it uh, may be a little disappointing on the loss, but uh, but revenue came in higher than expected. They more than doubled revenue, so I think 130%. So uh, we think it's uh, it's it's growing nicely and coming back out of the pandemic. And uh, we, we just think this is a great buying opportunity for a company that really has so many uh, uh, future uses for the data they're collecting and the technology. You know, this is uh, early days for Uber and where they, where they might go with all of this. Wow. Um, uh, now that they're back above their pre-COVID um, mobility bookings, uh, been around. I mean, they really made their big breakthrough on uh, inauguration day when Obama was president. That feels like it's um, not early, not early to be frank. But I mean, it looks like Lyft. If Lyft is gonna, I mean, Lyft's down thirty percent. To me, it looks like Lyft here might have an existential problem. If Lyft has an existential problem, how safe can Uber be when the core of it still is uh, relying on people to share their time and their vehicle? at a point where apparently uh, whatever the economic dynamic we're in, it doesn't make sense for a lot of people. If Lyft is gonna have this type of difficulty, uh, is there a possibility Uber will take advantage of that and have to uh, you know, buy them or uh, do something similar the way they're doing it with cabs? I mean, uh, M&A, is that a potential here? And you know, is that the type of thing that would be well received by the market if it does need to integrate a big piece of competition? Yeah, I mean that that's a definite possibility that there's a merger and uh you know I I think that that would probably not be a, a difficult uh merger to have passed because we do have taxi cabs exactly. we have all, all sorts of other transportation rental cars um but but I think Uber has a has an advantage because they have that more diverse revenue stream with the delivery business and they're more global so they won't have as much difficulty as Lyft, but but that is going to be uh, like for every business. Inflation is a big problem. Wage inflation is a big problem, and everybody's got to navigate that for the time being. And it is a challenge, you know, that pops up in Starbucks and uh, airlines and uh -huh. uh, Uber. You know, all, all sorts of business are are grappling with that, and uh, so it's a big issue. Hey, Doug. That they all. With. To that point, because I wanted to bring it back to Starbucks, so uh, I, I like the lead in there. Just a last quick thought. Uh, does these, do these earnings put to uh, uh, the side some of the deep concern about the uh, structural labor challenges at Starbucks? Do they have a robust enough uh, a business to pay people uh, you know, if they want to unionize, or is this going to still be a battle they have to fight to, from a margin, from a profitability perspective? Well, it's a, it's a little bit of an ongoing battle, but the, the beauty of Starbucks and what they've proven with this great quarter they just reported was that they have pricing power, no doubt about it. They've raised their prices by almost 6% a year for the last five years. So, I mean, they've proven they've got a boat, they've got a brand, they've got pricing power, really ideally positioned uh, to deal with labor costs and other issues because they can raise their prices. And uh, they, they've just announced they're gonna be increasing uh, salaries for workers who have been there over two years, provided they're not unionizing, they're not guaranteeing the increase for union uh, shops. So, you know, they're, they're definitely meeting this challenge head on and, and doing a great job. 
and and that's a very cheap stock that you know they they've proven their power their brand their their uh, dominance of the market and uh the stock really doesn't reflect that they should have a premium on their on their stock okay because of that all right like okay doug good combo thanks sir appreciate it yeah. you got doug astrop joining us from exponential investment partners